And we're back. Uh, Jake is AFK. Uh, Browse. Where's Dave? Mark. Oh, there you are. Okay. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful Friday. I know we are. Uh, we've got a brand new Ike Live show for you tonight. Man, it's been a good one. Uh, just had our first segment. We had Vegas the Hammer on. Also, Becky and Stella joined us for a little bit. Do a little catch-up. Dave? Catch-up. Catch-up. Dave, we've got two guests coming up. Very, very excited to have these guys on. Okay. Uh, Bobby Lane, Justin Lucas, both coming on. Two of the biggest, I, I would argue, two of the biggest names in the sport right now. But here's the thing I want to say. Both very down-to-earth guys. For you know sure. what I mean? Very down-to-earth guys, and I like that. Uh, Bobby just won a big championship event just a couple weeks ago. Uh, won the Red Crest, and Justin Luke is coming off of not one but two second-place finishes back-to-back. Dude, is that a role or what? Dude, that's – I mean, two dudes that hang out with each other, killing it like that. Yeah. I mean, how, I don't know. I Just mean, a couple of dudes. It's a role. Right. It's a role. I'll give these guys credit, too. Here's the other thing. Brian, you know I'm, I'm very, very particular about, like, when I get into a tournament mentality. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I get, like, so zoned zoned into what i'm doing like i don't want like outside anything like like i don't even want to make a call home sometimes because i'm so like zoned into what i'm doing that's correct Dude, both these guys are getting ready to fish derbies yeah uh, uh mlf event coming up uh and they're here joining us on the show I mean, so that's awesome them, either one of them would, would show up at pizza hut bare feet probably right <laughs> well probably right definitely probably would ready to hang definitely good regular regular guys which which i like a lot uh I'd like to get them on, man. Uh, they, I know they got uh, they got derbs to fish here, so I want to get them on before it gets too late. All right, well we're ready, buddy. Okay, joining us now via satellite from somewhere in uh, Oklahoma. Where are that? Oklahoma? No, they're in uh, the, uh, the Ozarks. The Ozarks. Yeah. We've got Bobby Lane, Justin Lucas, joining us on Ike Live. Yes. <laughs> What's up, guys? What up, guys? How you doing? We're doing, we're doing, we're doing real good right now. Let me explain now. the situation, I <laughs> Okay, I want to hear it. Lucas was supposed to do chipotle bowls tonight, and he did, He forgot to get the salsa. <laughs> Instead, I was going to do the ribeyes tomorrow night. He just pan-seared two giant ribeyes, caramelized onions, and Ooh. potatoes. Ooh. So we are fat and saucy tonight. Heck yeah. <laughs> nice. Now, Dang. see, I, I like the sound of that. I'm a big believer that bef- the night before the tournament starts or the night before practice starts, you should have a good meal to get you through the week. Do you guys believe that as well? Oh, let me tell you, this meal, he just pre- – I mean, these were prime ribeyes. These weren't the little, you know, just buy the one that has a little bit of marble in them. These things were like an inch and a quarter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, if if you believe in it, Ike, then I got a camera in the morning. Also, this guy gets the day off, but uh, you know I should I should be lighting that score tracker up if you believe in a good meal because that thing was legit. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna be watching tomorrow because I I think you're I think you're both gonna catch them in this tournament. All right, first things first. Where are you guys staying, uh, Lucas? I know you like to you like to do the RV thing a little bit. Looks like you guys are in a house. You staying together this week? What's Talk about your, your lodging this week. Yeah, I got scared during COVID a few years ago and sold the RV. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I bailed on that thing, and then uh, we've just been doing Airbnbs ever since, and it works out great. Yeah, we, love to cook. we both love to cook, and we love to eat good. So we always make sure we've got a full kitchen and load up on groceries before, and we pretty much – we never go out to eat hardly. We're always no. cooking. So and we are like – a mile and a half from Osage Beach boat ramp at Lake of the Ozarks here. So That's it's awesome. like perfect. That's awesome. I, I want to talk a little bit about the lodging itself because for me, when I look back on my career, that, ha- that changed as my career, you know, grew. I, I can remember, you know, my first couple years at the Invitationals trying to qualify for the tour. Dude, you're sleeping in the rattiest hotels as your career gets a little better, then you're staying in better hotels, right? The Holiday Inn Express instead of the Red Roof Inn. And then and then now you're at Airbnbs, you're at VRBOs, you're staying at like Biggie Small Houses, your mini mansions, McMansions. I want to hear, just, Lucas, start with you. Bobby, next after that, give us your worst 
lodging story ever from your career? Like the worst thing you've ever slept in, the worst place. I want to hear them. Mine was at Kentucky Lake, and uh, it was it was bad, dude. It, it, <laughs> there was. I'm pretty sure there were hookers and stuff. (laughs) I heard girls outside and random knocks on random doors all night long. And uh, it was called like the lucky, lucky charm. something. (laughs) Yeah. The name gave it away to the hookers right there. Oh, paying 40 Mm. bucks for that place. And it was like, man, I would have, I would have been better off in my truck on the side of the interstate. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was God. Bobby, That's... I'm sure. I'll tell you another one too, real quick. My buddy and I went down to Okeechobee. Got there at midnight. Yeah. We were told the wrong hotel, apparently, and uh, woke up in the morning. And I hop in the shower right away. It's 5 a.m. Got hardly any sleep. Whatever. Get out of the shower. My buddy's like, "Dude, look at my back. I got blood on me." And I'm like, "Blood on me." <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, like, this place was a rat, like, dude, rat hole. Like, we left all our stuff on the kitchen counter in the hotel. Oh, my God. Like, the pillowcases look like desert fatigue camo. <laughs> Put anything on the floor. So, he says, does he have blood on him? And I, I'm like, no, you don't have blood on you, dude. But, like, why? And he goes, look at my bed. And he pulls the oh, no. back a little further, and all these bugs go running. There's oh, a and dude so i didn't know any better i didn't know nothing about bed bugs so i'm like oh you know i'm I'm like dude you got bed bugs oh my gosh and he's like well how about you i'm like i'm good i just got a shower i'm good he goes and pulls back my covers freaking bugs going oh Oh my god dude that's bad we packed everything up and got out Mm. of there real quick that's bad bobby give us one man i know you've got a thousand of them too I, I do, but I, I can't top the bed bugs. I <laughs> you guys remember Derek Rimmitz. I used to run with him a little bit. Yeah. Me and him coming back. I actually think it was from Kentucky Lake, and we grabbed the place somewhere, one of them America's Best Inn or one of the Value Inns or something. <laughs> I walked in, and I said, Rimmitz, this place doesn't smell right. He says, if you drink it, it'll smell fine. <laughs> And anyways, I go to, I went to sleep and the air conditioner started making a ton of noise and like this awful, awful smell come out. And I was like, golly, man, I don't know if I can do this. And it was mildew and it was like growing walls. It was horrible. And I remember about two o'clock that morning, I, for some reason, slapped my forehead and it was a roach in the hand. And I went and kicked Rimmitz, and I'm like, dude, I don't care if you're sleeping or what. We are out of here, like, now. And we left at, like, 3 o'clock that morning. But uh, (laughs) since then, my wife says, you know, it's safety before anything now. So, you know, the Hamptons, the Fairfields, the BRPs, but... Uh, didn't have the bed bugs, but I definitely had a shot of mildew, and it lasted for weeks after that. Yeah. Well, it's well deserved. Ike, what's you... yours? I got to hear one. Ike, oh. you you have the same road we did. Let's have yours. Oh man, I've got so I've got so many. This is actually Brian Carpenter. This is a whole entire series we could do. We could do an Ike Live series based on this. But I have, uh, like Justin, I have some with hookers for sure. Oh. Uh, I've had some. <laughs> One was in Palatka, uh, where I had, uh, you know, like a, a, a drugged up dude trying to break into my room. He followed my cord from my boat, and he's banging on my door, and he's and he saw my my plates. My, I had Jersey plates, and he's like banging on my door. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, so I like crack it open. I still had the chain, you know, on, and he's like, I'm originally from Trenton. I'm originally from Trenton. Uh, now, that was a pretty bad one. That, that um, was it. But I had another one with, with the bugs in uh, South Carolina. And it was, we rented a house. John Cruz rented it, so he gets yeah, all figures. the blame. Shout out to John Cruz. And uh, he rented a hoarder's house. So we, oh, no. dude, this is amazing. We get into this house, and there is stuff piled floor to ceiling. In all the rooms. Dude, I opened the, like, the kitchen thing, you know, with the utensils. Dude's got like 30 can openers, 
He's got like just you know he's an actual hoarder. But when you walked in, did you do your normal grab your stomach and bend over laughing thing that you do? When uh, I mean, it was it was bad. But here's here's <laughs> here's what it was. So we end up having roaches, just like Bobby. You had you had roaches. So we saw a couple roaches. So John calls the guy, oh, and the man. guy lives like not far. And he comes by, and John's like, "Yo, man, what what did you what kind of place did you rent? Look, we got you got roaches in here." And he goes. Uh, they're not roaches. They're palmetto bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try calling them palmetto bugs. So, I don't know. They were, they were freaking roaches they're like to the me. size of like a, a, yeah. a key. Yeah. Things, dude. They're huge. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were roaches. They were roaches. But I, I've, got, I've got some bad ones. But things are better. Things have changed for you guys. Uh, Justin, we, I want to I corner you on something. Mike, we got, we got yeah. a guy on the message board. Oh, we do. Let's, yeah. get, a, let's get one. What do we got? Andre wants to know if, uh, Justin, did you stay at a haunted house, maybe see some ghosts in Maryland? Oh, yeah, that was an interesting one. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, oh, wait, up, Justin. wait a minute. We got a ghost story. You're now. amongst friends, Justin. Uh, <laughs> the quick one of that is I booked that place on Airbnb and the, it was on a farm in Maryland over in Indian Head or whatever Oof. and got there and the 75 year old man met me there and he, you know, he kind of had this like just eerie, you know, thing about him. And he's like, we're going to, we're going to switch you over to my mother-in-law's house. I'm like thinking your mother-in-law is still alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, <dude>. Good point. <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, she's gone. <laughs> and anyways, he walks me through this house that was built in. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote, but I swear he said 1750 something. That was around wow. for the wars. Okay. Hell yeah. The guy that built the house was built it for his daughter and it's been in their family ever since. And the guy he was telling me was friends with George Washington <laughs> and all this. Holy dude. shit. So it was like, <laughs> there was some creepy photos. There was civil war guns and swords and wow. dude, if Cal Lane, uh, Bobby's nephew, yep. if he hadn't stayed with me that week, I was out. Like there was, I couldn't have done it. Wow. It very scary place. Now, so, is that is that the turn? That's not the tournament you won on the Potomac. No, no, no. No, that was last year, was actually, last year, in the yeah. uh, pro circuit. Oh, okay. And I remember Cal calling me and is like, Uncle Goof, <laughs> I swear there's ghosts in this place. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because well, we were in the middle of nowhere. Like, if those two weren't together, they would have never survived. It was one, it was two or none. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have stayed. And the creepy part was the guy would come at like nine o'clock at night and just knock real quick and walk in. Cal's <laughs> oh, like, no, nah, dude, that ain't right. So he went and got his gun out of the truck. And I'm like, jeez. Oh, <laughs> right, with a, with a lantern like, in his hand. <laughs> if that, if but, that dude walks in at the wrong time, there's going to be problems. Like, but Justin, did you see any like apparitions or hear anything? Spirits, vapors, <laughs> polar guys? <laughs> The first night, I was so scared that I slept so bad, I woke up in the morning and I felt hungover. <laughs> I had a drink of anything, but I felt like just just really bad hungover. That's but, you know, spirit I, energy drank you, man. I'm trying to fish, and it was just like total worthless day. But huh. I was so tired after that that I slept a lot better until we had an off day, and then I got to sleep in. And I was well rested, and then the night before the tournament, was all freaked out again, waiting to hear something or see something. But I wow. never did. But if you were gonna see something, dude, that was the place. Like <laughs> that whole area is a huge. There's huge, a lot of history there. Huge area for yeah. people that go and, and search those types of things. Right. There's a lot of history. There, massive. People would love to search this house. Yeah. Wow. Well, do me a favor. Send me the link to that place so I never book it on a Potomac <laughs> tournament. Make well, sure it wasn't it's... even the right booking, dude. The other place, <laughs> was like, he was like, yeah, we're going to take you from there and put you in here. But when I saw the other place, I'm thinking, oh, this is an upgrade, you know. But oh, you know, I actually stayed at the Bell Alton that week, Mike, <laughs> and the cats have multiplied twice. Oh, <laughs> man. That place I'm is crazy. Dude, the Bell the Alton is still still there? Still there. Oh, my God. Still there. Thousands of cats. Yeah. It was, it was 500 cats, and now there is 1,000 cats. They would literally, 
walk in your room if you left the door open. Yeah. There's something special about that hotel, though, Bobby. I mean, think about Brings all luck. It's, it's a lucky hotel. Uh, you've had some good finishes staying there. I've had some good ones. I've won one staying there. I don't know. There's something about that two. place. Yeah. I've won two. Uh, what were they back then? Everstarts? Yeah. I won back-to-back years staying at that special place. That one year, the power went out, and I remember um, eating raw hot dogs on a bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, gen- the guy came in and plugged the generator in, and my microwave worked, and I heated up hot dogs, and I ate like five of them every night with uh, wonder wonder white bread or whatever (laughs) that's good whatever it worked i mean i i ended up catching them really really good but there is something special about that place i always stay there but i stayed there last year and i I almost finished dead last in the pro circuit so (laughs) you know where justin's staying and i'm i guess maybe maybe i need to get like up upgrade a little bit in the bell alton yeah i mean the lobby of the bell alton feels like you're in the like the purgatory of the movie beetlejuice oh yeah <laughs> like when you walk in there, oh it does know, like it, yeah there's that weird smell of yeah of, of like mothballs and cat, cat urine yeah. yeah yeah i love it here's the thing this is funny <laughs> so we definitely have a lot of young anglers that listen to this show live watch it post show a lot of aspiring fishermen I think you guys, through those stories, have just scared away a good 2,000 kids <laughs> from wanting to do this for a living. You probably saved them, to be honest with you. So, oh, so thank you guys for the honest <laughs> stories. Uh, Justin, I wanted to quarter you real quick about um, how life's changed for you a little bit with, with having two kids now. Talk a little bit about that. Bobby, we've been through it. Our kids, our kids are older. They're, they're grown. I want to hear it from you. How's, how's life changed for you a little, Justin? How's touring changed? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, man. The first couple of weeks with the second was very interesting. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was hard, dude. Um, but thankfully, we planned, you know, and had to bait both of our kids in the fall. Um, but pretty much when I'm not fishing a tournament, I'm at home and I don't fish Gunnersville ever now, pretty much. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Uh, but my my older guy he's he's four and a half now he's getting old enough that i can start taking him uh so we'll be able to go to the lake but literally for the last couple years you know i have not fished gunnersville but i bet you 10 or 11 days in two years wow because when i'm home you know especially doing two different tours it's like when i'm home i gotta spend time with my family that's right yeah uh, caught up with just family time man you miss them it's hard it's hard being away and when they send you pictures and everything, or you come back and they change, or they're acting different, or look different, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I'll but. throw this one in there, right? Because you got to have a little humor in it. But his new one absolutely hates the car seat. Oh yeah. Wow. I am talking yeah. raising royal <laughs> in the car seat. <laughs> Once out. Once out. Bree's not here this week, so yeah. <laughs> we had enough of the car seat. <laughs> that that. <laughs> That's awesome. We're, we're waiting until June until he gets back in. That's awesome. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, uh, we've got Justin Lucas and Bobby Lane on. If you've got a question or a comment, please send them through. Jake, uh, we got anything coming through? You want to shoot one through? You wanna... we, we got two of them. Oh, uh, okay. we got a general one for you and, and both the guys. Okay. Uh, everybody sitting here is an Abu guy. Abu guy. That's yeah. right. Yeah, three well, Abu guys. If you had one combo to pick. What's your favorite? Oh, that's a good one. All right, fellas, let's start with you. Bobby, we're going to start with you. Uh, go to Justin, and then I'll answer it last. Yeah, and I'm going to probably steal Justin's, but, dude, it, you can't go wrong with the Fantasista X. Seven-foot, medium-heavy, all-around the best jig, spinnerbait, just hands-on rod you could ever use. And I'm going to go with the ALX, dude. You can't beat it. 15-pound, 100% Berkeley fluorocarbon. You can do so much with that rod. It in real, it just makes perfect sense. I like it, huh. Justin. Give me, give me one you have to have. I'm gonna say the seven foot medium heavy Fantasista X spinning rod. Oh, and the new Xenon spinning reel. That's that's my jam. I love that thing. Yeah, I I'll tell you this. I'm gonna go with the new uh, baitcaster. Uh, that they have and I I got one at the tackle where we did a tackle warehouse shoot down in Florida at the beginning of the season and they gave me one so I own one 
But that reel, yeah, that reel is banging. I got one. I got dude, two. Dude, I got that, two. I'm the lucky. Wow, Bobby Lee got dude, two. Dude, that, that reel is like real deal. Like I cannot wait for, you know, I cannot wait to get more because uh, I still have one. Uh, have I really, you seen handles so cool in your life? I mean, really, like yeah. I got the chicken reel and then I got the eight. But, dude, the hand – I let Lucas look at it every tournament. He's like, just let me cast it again or let me just look at it. And he throws it and he's like, golly, I just love this thing. And I'm like, well, you can give it back now. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're hard. They are. Those things are sick. Hey, hey, Bob, uh, Charles, Mike's sales guy is hiding behind his uh, love seat right now knowing you got two and Mike's only got one. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard to get. They're hard to get. (laughs) Hard to get. They are hard to get. I want to take that question one step further, Uh-oh. though, and yeah. I'd, I'd like to put a spin on it, and we'll do it in the same order. Guys, give me one Berkeley bait that you have to have. One Berkeley bait. I know there's so many good ones out there, but give me one Berkeley bait that you have to have, you have to own. Give it to me. Bobby, start. Bobby. Dude, it's it's simple for me lately. It's Brit Side 5 HD Brown is my absolute new favorite. Yeah. Um, and all the colors are awesome, but the bait—the bait alone—is a win-win. I—I'd agree with that. Let me let me just mention we had Vegas on my son on the first segment. He caught that winning fish in his tournament on the five. Uh, can what's the red one? Not with the orange belly though. It's like red, red, like the candy red one. I can't yeah, remember candy. the color. Yeah, red. candy, candy, candy apple, apple red. Vegas red. caught that on the frit, the Fritz side five candy apple red. It's a good bait, man. That thing that it's thing is a real deal. Really good. Bait. Yeah, Justin, give me one. Flatworm, baby. Flatworm. You've done pretty well with that bait the last few years. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Do, do you ever like I, the the flatworm thing? Like after you won those tournaments, um, you could not get them. Like I, I had people calling me. Saying, oh yeah, you gotta give me a bag. I'm like, I don't, I can't get them. I don't have them. I start looking on eBay after you won those few tournaments, Justin. I don't know if you knew this, but they were going for twenty to twenty-five dollars a bag on eBay. Do you wish you would have got some kind of royalty off of that? <laughs> Just a little, like a little. Like you could have, you could have called John and been like, give me one percent of of off of that John or something, you know. <laughs> I knew that was happening because I got a buddy actually that lives down by the Potomac that texted me a screenshot of his uh, sold auction. He sold 50 bags for like $1,150. Wow. Oh, my God. Bang. Well, one guy bought all of them. That's incredible. So, the hell is that dude's problem? I don't think there's ever been a soft plastic that's brought that kind of money. Yeah. He drives with a mask by himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might. He might. I'm going to go real quick, and I'm just going to say uh, – I'm going to go also go Maxent because Maxent – like the funny thing, and I've mentioned this on the show before. When Maxent first came out, I was like, ah, oh, it's great for smallmouth. But I am becoming a believer that largemouth like it just as good. I, re- I really am becoming a believer in that. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go six-inch general Maxent. You got to have it. You could do a lot of stuff with it. So hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to general. Uh, Bobby, I want to jump to you real quick. You're coming. Well, uh, hold on. Yeah. Oh, we got another question. No, I was just going to point out that Jake was part of gouging people for flatworms. Oh, Jake was part of gouging. <laughs> what was the people? most you got for a bag of flatworms <laughs> that you gouged people for? Yeah. Uh, twelve dollars, but it was the good color. Oh, twelve dollars. Brown, brown back, twelve dollars. Brown back. Yeah. Was that the going price? Good color. That that was yeah. that was twelve dollars, and I know the guy. He helped me out. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> Remember you mean price? that's what I paid? Yeah, you remember that price? <laughs> wow. I just remember I didn't ask any prices, and he told me the, the how much, and I was like, damn. $12 a bag. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what I paid. That's yeah. what I paid. And One yeah. better than that, my dad got them way early, and I told him, give me those bags. I'll buy you double when I can get them back in stock. Yeah. And I was going to put them up for the $25, $30 a bag, and yeah. he was like, oh, I need them. And then they sat in the box for the whole year in the garage. Made no money, no investment, yeah. and now he has no bags of flatworms left. <laughs> Man, it's a good bait. It's a good yeah, bait. that's yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, He's uh, a shark, dude. That's it. You got uh-huh. it. You got like a business mind. Elon Musk of tackle. This <laughs> Elon Musk of tackle over here. <laughs> that's good. He don't uh, care. 
Bobby, you coming off a big, big win. Uh, I, w- I want to jump into that a little bit. Let me let me start by saying this, and I, I'm, I'm not just because you're on the podcast, not not just because I consider your friend, but I want to tell you this, dude. I was rooting for you big time, like, and a lot of people were. A lot of people in South Jersey here were were like on the edge of their chair in that event, uh, watching you. And when you won, dude, it was a great thing. You saved bass fishing. Yeah, you saved bass fishing. It's nice when a good guy wins, right? You know, when it's your time to win, you win, and that's the way it is. And sometimes the guys that win are douchebags. Sometimes they're good guys. And you're a good guy, and it it was awesome. Universal applause for Bobby Lane for that win. The Phil McConkie of bass fishing. Yeah. Bobby. It was awesome. But here's the other thing that I loved about the win, and then I want you to talk about it a little bit. You beat that fucking forward-facing sonar. Yes! Bobby! Yes! Bobby! Shout out to Just Fishing and not using that fucking thing. Yes! Yes! Talk about, dude, talk about the win a little bit. Had to be, I, I mean, you've won a lot in your career, but that had to be a big one for you. Talk about it, man. That, that that was the biggest one ever. I mean, you're right. I've won a I've won a few times, and um, those have always been. Anytime you win, if you win anything, it's super cool. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. You know, Major League has had Red Crest for two years now, and it was kind of show up at the boat ramp, and the winner got a trophy, and off we went. You know, this was our this was our big time. This was our big show. And yeah. to have it in Tulsa, we didn't know what to expect. We were all kind of, you know, like, wow, what's, what's going to happen. And I told my wife when we went to the gifting suite, um, and the angler dinner, I said, Madeline, this feels re- real. And she's like, she hasn't been to any of it yet. She just flew in. And I said, I'm telling you, it feels real to me. Yeah. And, uh, she goes, like the old days. And I said, absolutely. This feels just like the classic, the, yep. the, any major tournament I've ever been in, this is as good as it's gotten. And, uh, you know, once it was all over, let me tell you the limo ride, walk, stepping out in the paparazzi, having that huge crowd there. Um, that's what did it for me. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted it. That's the way I pictured a, a big win, the confetti, the explosions, the fireworks. And, um, you know, my brother being a classic champion like you, Ike, in 2012, Chris was in uh, the Red River there. Um, and to watch him hug me like he did and to have him share that moment that I shared with him in the Bassmaster Classic, I think he's been waiting, you know, 10 years now to, to give me that hug. And uh, to have my family there, this is the first Red Crest that my family actually attended. This is the first one my brother was actually there at uh, way in and the way that it went down I don't think you could have wrote the script any better so uh <coughs> all in all man it was it, it, it's life-changing number yeah. one and and um it's still emotional to this point just as it was the day that I won man that, that that's awesome uh, championships are hard to win uh, I don't care what circuit you're fishing it was an awesome win to watch it how how good does it feel to add a world championship to add one to the family uh you know you look at you look at families in bass fishing over the years you look at the hibdens you know there's other ones but dude with with you and chris winning two like that that's gotta feel that's gotta feel good well you know kudos to my mom and dad i mean they 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 birthed us and they let us live our live our dream i mean that's what it was all about they could have I mean, I had a scholarship to Virginia Tech to go play soccer, and Chris could have, well, he couldn't have done anything, but he was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I blew my knee out my junior year in high school and uh, had to ACL and all that, and, and it led me to, you know, we both kind of just metered around with some little bit of college, and we just loved fishing. And, and he yeah. started back in the BFL days. I watched him go to the regionals and, I'm like, I think I can do that too. And off, off our careers went, you know, and it's definitely had its bads and its goods, but, um, you know, for both of us to be world champions, I think the lane name is strong. We got Cal lane coming up right behind us. Yeah. Um, the kids coming off a 10 grand check and, uh, Pickwick last week. So it's, 
it's really cool when just like last week, man, me, Justin, Chris and Cal, we all got to room together. We played cards. We cut it up. I mean, it's like things just don't get any better. Minus not having my family there, of course, yeah. but it's, uh, it's cool to be uh, a world champion. It's for my brother to be a world champion. And we're kind of, you know, hoping setting the stage for the young guys. You know, I'd love to see some more young guys get in this thing and be brothers and, you know, Matt Lee could win one and Jordan's already gotten his. So I don't think there's a whole lot of other brothers that are, that are knocking on the door right now besides those two, but that, that win was super special. And like I said, to have Chris there was super cool. And Justin and Chris were actually on their way out of town. They both turned around, left town 45 minutes. They were on the road. They did U-turns and hauled butt straight back to the uh, expo. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. No one wanted, dude. No, yeah. like, yeah, you know, to go. It was kind of like, oh, okay, and then bang, like bang, always, kind of like myself is that Phil Mickelson. I like to get myself in the rough. Yeah, but I like to make a birdie or an eagle and and show them that being in the rough isn't such a bad place to be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. That's definitely him. Yeah, that, that's Who's awesome. The- Who's the better golfer out of you two while we're talking about birdies? Oh, oh that's a good question. For sure. Yeah, I can I can uh, take him. Chris would be a little bit. Uh, Chris is right there. Uh, but, yeah, Justin is good to have on the course for sure. But he's so competitive. And uh, he's actually got a real – you know, his brother played on the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh, yeah. The yeah. what tour? So, uh, Kevin Lucas played on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, he's got it in him. We just fish so much that – we don't get any chances to play golf much. Bob, for people that don't know, like what's that level, the Corn Ferry Tour? I'll let Justin explain that when he knows it. It's just, it's AAA, you know, that get, same as Toyotas or Bass Opens. But, but why'd they call it that? Uh, that's a sponsor. Oh. Corn. It used to be whatever, the Nike Tour, or, you know, I don't know, oh, right. whatever, web.com. I think it's gone the top different names five in the points actually qualify for the PGA. Top or 25. Top 25. Yeah, so wow. it's similar to what we're, you know, top 10 in the points, blah, blah, okay. blah. But corn if you can do, if you can solidify yourself on the Corn Ferry Tour, then you're, you get a crack at the PGA Tour. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Word of spawn. That's crazy. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta say though, you guys rooming together, you guys spending some time together. I think it's, I think it's wearing off on both of you. Um, Justin, I said it before you guys came on, dude, what a role you are on this year. Uh, freaking two uh, second place finishes in your last two tournaments. Here's the funny thing. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all the tournaments. So even though I'm fishing bass again, dude, I watch like every event, all the Toyotas, all the MLS. I'm watching them like crazy live and everything else. And in both those tournaments, dude, I, when you know, normally a guy gets second, he's like pissed off, he's mad, he's dejected, he's throwing shit. Oh fuck, I had to win and fish. Yeah, it's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's a mistake. Yeah. But dude, I see, I see it. With, with those last two finishes you had, I, I look, I'm looking at your body language, and I'm like, nah, dude. He, I'm like, Justin's fucking. He's he's in that zone. He's rolling. He's happy. Talk a little bit about that, because you're you seem like you're in a really good place. Are you just putting on a good act, or are you in a really good place right now? I mean, of course you're pissed, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I know what's done is done. You can't change the fish. It's done. So I lost a big one that would have easily won in heavy hitters, but I never had to bite a pickwick. I I knew in my gut I needed one more bite, and I just didn't get it. So honestly, I'm just having – I'm just having a freaking blast. Like I'm just going out there having a really good time fishing, enjoying every minute of it. I, people don't see that I still have struggle periods throughout the days and stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, I see them. I get to, I get to see the struggle periods. <laughs> I see the come in here and the bar stools are laying on the ground. Oh, yeah. oh that's I'm my, like, that's... what happened? He's like, Oh, this place sucks. Oh and man. Like, that's my oh. style right there. I no, like no, it. No sauteed onions or, or, or top line ribeye. <laughs> right uh, I like it. We're, we're just having fun all right I, I, I i'm asking you this justin for selfish purposes because i'm having i'm having a really off year i'm probably having the one of the worst seasons i've ever had in my career 
how did you get to the place you're you're at now? I mean, you know, I, I've been there before. I've gotten in those roles when you feel like, you know, you, you can't make a mistake. Things are happening good. And then you're, you get into those years where everything's wrong. How did you get to where you're at now? Is it just fishing a lot? Is it just good decisions? Is it positive thinking? How did you get to where you're at now? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a couple of things. Um, I, cause I've been there too. I've had yeah. bad years. Yeah. Bad sh- I'm a very momentum guy. I'll miss two or three checks and then get several in a row, whatever, you yeah. know, uh, but I missed the first two this year, Sam Rayburn and Darbone. And I finished bad, like one Oh one and 78. That was one of the times Bobby got to hear me about Sam Rayburn. I was pissed, <laughs> but, uh, especially cause he caught him and he made it look so easy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what were you doing but anyway dude i went out i thought to myself at lake fort before we started that tournament i thought uh what do you do good how how do you i normally do good in tournaments and it's generally fishing slower a lot of times with soft plastic or even slower with top water different things but uh so i put all soft plastics on the deck of my boat at fort and the first morning of practice i just kept them in my hands and i finally stumbled into a couple bites and that's when my confidence for this year just changed instantly. I had one good day of practice, transferred it into the tournament, had a top 10. And then since then, you know, just have kind of been able to keep it going. So, but I'll say this too. Mark Rose told me a long time ago, I'll never forget this when I was a co-angler. How, I asked him, how do you fish out of the slump? And he said, the only way to fit, or the only way to get out of the slump is to fish your way out of it. Right. And so, you know, I always... Hmm. I always try and that's why we're doing both tours, like signing up, fishing 12, 13, 14, 15 events. I'm good with because I know that that'll give me my chance to to hit a good tournament and then keep that momentum going. Yeah. And I'll throw this in there because I I I don't I am not even close to where his level is. The guy is amazing yeah. on his units. Let me tell you, oh, he yeah. can find stuff that nobody else fishes and i'm not going to say what it is or what he's using but because that's you know that's a that's a drop kick but he is very very precise on his units and he can he can turn any fishery into something really good that nobody's even considering he's that good with his units yeah yeah it's it's important that's a that's an important part of the sport I think it's something that I'm lacking. You know, I how do you, I, up, how do you up your unit game? I, I was going to say I well, used to be a lot better with my unit too, but <laughs> you know, as you yeah. get older, you know, as you get older, uh, yeah, you just you don't use your unit as units as I much. Mean, you know? know, blue yeah. shoes, guys, blue shoes will change your life. Yeah, blue shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I don't 40, know. Forty milligrams. Forty milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> do you start there or do you work up to that? Nah, that, that, that That's eight, you're 18 years old with 40 milligrams. Justin, do you do you concur? <laughs> are we talking different hey, stuff? Uh, just too young for that. He don't need Charles, that shit. You got to call blue cheese. I'm, I'm still good, bro. <laughs> now, All right. now, Bobby probably needs some, but Justin don't need none of that. <laughs> Why am I getting another? Yeah, I got a hot wife. I'm like... all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I have to ask you guys this while you're on there. Um, How's things at MLF? How's the MLF tour? Uh, you know, from afar, things look great. Um, how, how's things going? How, how's the, the atmosphere at Major League Fishing? How's, how's all that stuff? You want to go? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> it's the first part of it. Why not? Uh, like I said, Red Crest was a huge, huge win for us, Mike. It really was. Literally, we, we weighed in at boat ramps, or not weighed in, but we did the venue at the boat ramps. That was it. Um, hardly anybody show up. You sign a couple autographs. And I'm going to say this year, I know at Darbone, it was huge. Literally hundreds of people at the boat ramp at Caney Creek there. Um, I know Justin has a story at Heavy Hitters. I didn't make the championship, but he can tell you about that one. But our fan base seems to really be growing yeah. our our fans at the boat ramp our fans at uh, places that we're going now are starting to show up and it something that we really truly needed and you could see you could feel everybody's want for that i mean we go to st lawrence and nobody's at the ramp and you guys go a week later and there's thousands of people yeah uh, simply because 
you know, we're running 50 miles to get back or 20 miles and nobody knows when you're coming in. So right. um, things are really starting to pick up. I was very, I've been very, very impressed at the boat ramps. We've been signing a lot, a lot of autographs when we come back to the uh, boat ramp for sure. And Justin can tell you heavy hitters. That was a big one there too. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was a Thursday afternoon. I didn't expect anybody to be there, but we got back and there's probably six, 700 people there, like waiting to get autographs on a Thursday at 4 p.m. A lot of so, high school, a lot of high school kids good. coming out. It's good to hear yeah, that. That's just good. really good. I think it's good though, dude. I mean, you know, the morale over here is good right now. I would say uh, there's, of course, guys that'll always, what I've learned is there's guys that are always going to complain about something. Yeah. That at the end of the day, we pay 40 grand to fish over here. It wasn't what we signed up for, but we're still guaranteed 30 grand back. So I have this platform that I'm risking 10,000 bucks of my own money to promote my sponsors. That's how it, it, one thing's never changed in fishing. If you can catch fit, catch fish and promote sponsors, you can make good money. Oh yeah. And yeah. we have a, we do have a great platform to promote your sponsors and it's a little risk to do it. So yeah. from a business standpoint, I'm happy. I don't, the format, uh, for me, the format, I, I, I didn't like the one pound minimum. <laughs> I was pretty, pretty firm on that. I think we even talked about it before I, but, uh, for me to change into the two pound was a big deal for me because I love targeting bigger fish. Even though yeah. I fish with the spin rod a lot, I, I love catching big fish. You know, I finished second in heavy hitters points last year or weight, you know, got second most weight out of everybody for big fish throughout the year so i love catching big ones and when, when we have our minimum now most of the time at two pounds we can do that right. you know and you, nobody's running off with 40 50 fish anymore like those days are done and we're catching giants everywhere we go i mean freaking randy howell caught almost a 13 pounder yeah like, that was incredible and a or whatever like yeah. we're catching toads so yeah it's fun we're going to good places uh palestine was cool uh, Caney and all that was cool, even though I didn't get to fish it. So that's the one thing about MLF that I like is the little bit smaller field. You can go to some of these places where you, you'd never be able to go with a hundred boats, you know, or yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely, I can tell you this, there's definitely things I miss about MLF. I, I, I think that format's exciting. Um, I, I liked, I liked some of the rules there. There are things I miss there. And I can tell you from a fan base perspective, and this, this goes back before I even decided to come back to Bass, you know, when I was sort of surveying the fans. Fans are very hardcore. There's fans that love Bass, fans that love MLF, you know what I mean? There's there's very distinct line that a lot of the fans draw. But I think MLF, and I'm being honest here, I think MLF attracts new fans more. Because of the format, right? You know, the traditional fans that have watched it for a long time, they they like bass. So but I younger think, kids coming I up. I think younger are kids gravitating up, towards MLF. I, I think so. I think Interesting. A, I think younger kids and I think a lot of people that have never fished before can look at MLF and uh, and relate to that a little bit more. So so I think there's different fan bases. But huh. here's here's what I wanted to say to you real quick. I believe that you know, I believe that the leagues at some point, wouldn't it be great if, Justin, wouldn't it be great if you could fish the BPT and the elites and not have any conflicts and not have, Bobby, wouldn't it be great if you could fish both top tours and not have any conflicts? Dude, it would be great for you. It would be great for your sponsors. It would be great for the fans. And I, I, I say this almost every time we talk about this dumb topic. I've, we've talked about it so many times. But it has to happen. And I feel like we're obligated to make it happen, right? There shouldn't be a fight between Bass and MLF. I know there's only so many weeks in the year. But, dude, we're, we're pro anglers. We should have the opportunity to fish both top tours. And I hope that happens one day. Round of applause, Brian Carpenter, for that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Would okay. you guys agree with that? Would you I mean, fish both? Justin are fishing the pro circuit. We love – I love that yeah. five-fish five fish weigh-in. I love right. going on stage and 
Oh, I mean, that's the way we grew up. So we're both fishing the pro circuit along with my brother and Cal, but, um, Cal Norton. You know, and several other MLF pros, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, it's a hard, it was hard to get rid of and it was fun to get back to the pro circuit right. for sure. Um, but I'm with you. That would be, uh, that would be a lot of tournaments, but why wouldn't you be able to just kind of pick and choose what you wanted to fish and you take your top eight events or something kind of like golf, you know, yeah. you you play a certain amount of tournaments and the FedEx Cup points kind of kick in where they are. Somebody yeah. carries your rods around for you. Yeah, rod caddy. You wear course. you wear you wear spikes on grass and walk. Uh, I would like but that. But you need spikes to walk on grass. I would like that. And let you call me, yourself an athlete. Yeah. So I love it. Let me let me ask you both this. Just straight up. Like let golf. me ask you both this. If so if Jim Wilburn and Boyd Duckett said, You guys, we're not we're not going to conflict schedule. You guys can go fish both tours if you want. Bobby, would you fish bass and MLF? Justin, would you fish both if you could? Yeah, I would. And if, yeah, there was like no problem doing it. I yeah. would in a heartbeat. It would be a huge schedule because yeah. we're seven and you guys are nine, right, Mike? Eight? Yes, I think eight or nine. <laughs> You're looking Becky. at me like I know. He was looking for Becky. <laughs> if you add in the championships and whatnot, that's going to put you at 17 or 18, which is yeah. super compact. I mean, I yeah. think this year we're fishing seven and six plus a couple championships and heavy hitters, so we're at 15. But um, at 150% a go right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, love, we love you guys at – Bass Pro Tour. Uh, you forgot as well. NPFL, Mike. Uh, NPFL, yeah, I can't forget about that league. You fish all three of them. Yeah, fish all three of them. Uh, <laughs> let me remind you guys, uh, we've got uh, two amazing guests on tonight. Uh, of course, uh, we've got Bobby Lane, uh, winner of the Red Crest Championship, uh, on the phone, and also Justin Lucas. Uh, what do we got? We got a couple more questions before we let these. Yes, these Deb guys from go. Uh, Deb got? from St. Lawrence wants to know, uh, Bobby, what's your favorite? Uh, salad. <laughs> Deb from St. Oh, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you knew this was coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to give it to her, Mike. I'm going to give it to Deb. <laughs> Deb makes the best salad in the world, and she is from St. Lawrence. Yeah. I don't know what's all in it, but I think she spends 20 hours a day putting that thing together. <laughs> I think you're right, and there uh, there may or may not be a little bit of marijuana in that salad, but uh, it's all natural. It's all natural, so it's okay. It's from God. It's from God. That's right. Uh, Jake, what do we got? We got a couple more for these guys before we let them go. We get a question from Dale Jr. Uh, there was a trophy that was posted today, a team yes. tournament trophy. Yeah, Chris oh, that's Lane, right. Lane, that's Edwin right. I, I did see that yeah. first. First of all, what the hell is that? <laughs> why why does MLF always have shit posted that nobody knows about? What is what Bobby, do you want to answer Justin? Who what the hell is this? All right, all right. That was the team series event uh that was the pilot show and which is now a legit thing. Um it was the pilot show. We aired it down in Florida. Edwin Evers, Skeet Reese, and Mark Rose were the captains. They had to pick two anglers from the whole group. Edwin picked me. And then of course he told me to pick somebody and I picked my brother. Uh, we had Brent Ayler, Skeet Reese, Michael Neal, Brian Thrift, Andy Montgomery. I mean, we had some, we had the hammers. Yeah. And uh, we ended up coming out on top at the end, um, ended up getting up, getting them on a spin rocket. One of Justin's baits from Berkeley um, lit that, lit them up in the third period and, and, and walked away with it there at the end. And, uh, we got a little check for it, and then at this last meeting, they just they called me, or me, Edwin, and my brother up on stage, and they pulled the sheet down. And behind it were these three giant trophies, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding That's me!" That's awesome. Like, it was super cool. So the new format is going to be the top 27 in points will be the captains. We will each pick two guys from the rest of the field. And that will be the new team series. There will be three of those and then a championship that's worth like $300,000. So it's a pretty neat, cool deal. And I'm going to tell you, everybody I've talked to has said, watching you, your brother and Edwin go through that thing was like on Bluetooth all day was super cool. That, that, 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, will that be televised? Is that something we can watch? Is that something we can see on TV? So it was televised um, right up, right during Easter, and now you can go to MOTV to check it out. Um, it's on MOTV now. Um, but they said just listening to you and your brother work together all day was might have been the coolest thing that I've ever watched in my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. I do like that. I, I do like that. MLF is trying a lot of new stuff and new formats and, you know, new tournaments like that. That's that's pretty awesome. All right. Before we let you guys go, we got breaking news. We have break. No, we don't breaking news. Oh, we don't. Okay. No. Before we let you guys go, there's <laughs> both. You guys have been on the show before, so you know this game. There is one game we play, and it's the Ike live rapid fire questions. You both played them before on the show. You know the rules. Uh, the only thing you can't do is you can't lie. We're going to ask you five questions, and you have to answer them honestly. Are you guys ready to play? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was being honest. I think that was a yes. He won. He was being honest. Yes. He said no. <laughs> yes. All there's, right. There's about seven questions. All right. Now there's five gotta, questions. Right. Got to go rig rods for. <laughs> there's five <laughs> questions. And we'll, we're going to split it up. We're going to make it fair. And by the way, guys, fair. these questions, these are five questions. These came from Stormtrooper himself. So there's some of them are a little racy. Don't mind them, Stormtrooper. You know. Oh, great. Yeah, you know how it is. And so I'll I'll just break them up. Bobby, we'll start with you. Okay. Mm. <laughs> the question is. So Bobby, funny. this is again, remember, this is from Stormtrooper. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> what's worse? Northeastern Karen's moving to Florida or what the hell does that say? Sub sub Saharan uh, iguanas. Sub <laughs> Sub Saharan Sub Saharan iguanas. I don't even know what the hell that is. I told you they didn't right, like me. easy moving to Florida. <laughs> The Northern Karens moving to Florida is worse than the iguanas. I'm going to take it over. You guys haven't laughed at me yet. I guess I could do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Get, get it. All right. Well, well, wait a minute. We have to. Did he get it right? Yes. The first question. He did it. Bobby, yeah, you're I right mean, on that. Absolutely. Northern Karens was the right answer. That's correct. Correct. Okay. This one's for Justin. Stormtrooper helmet. Justin, what is more annoying, Americans with Ukraine flags virtue signaling? <laughs> Or middle-aged spectator men wearing Dave LaFever tournament jerseys at weigh-ins. middle-aged men. For sure. Dave, is that correct? Uh, absolutely. Oh, it's correct! <laughs> Justin, correct! You've got a tie. Bobby, did you fish bass? I did. Okay. What did you <laughs> loathe more when being interviewed on stage? Feeling obligated to compliment your boat's sponsor's live wells? <laughs> or shaking Trip's lap mannequin-sized hand? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be B. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that would be B with Trip's hands. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct! All right. Trip welded hands. Okay. This question is for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, in our, in our new world, oh what or would would you like to identify as? Oh, huh? What, 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 or would? Yeah, what or would would you like to identify <laughs> as? Dude, I don't, I don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, Bobby. Well, wait, was that correct? <laughs> that is incorrect. That's Bobby. incorrect. Oh. That's not the right answer. Okay, we got a wrong one. Bobby, who is hotter, a prime RuPaul or Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah. Why are we not going there either, guys? Oh, yes, Bobby, got Bobby got three there. Justin, next. <laughs> Justin. Hey, wait. Quick funny story for you. You guys will like this. Road tripping several years ago. I got bored, my buddy's driving, and I Google hot trannies and start asking my buddy if he thought these chicks were hot. And he's like, oh, yeah, hot, 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 they're all hot. I'm like, dude, those are all trannies. Yeah. I'm sure they were all Taiwanese. I fell for the same thing before, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? I knew it. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, man. Next question, Justin. 
<laughs> Whose original hammer was bigger, RuPaul or Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, dude. <laughs> Uh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> correct. All right, we're going to move off that correct. topic, Bobby. That is correct. Bobby. Yep. Worst fill-in on the bump board official, Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, my. Working the bump board. They were equal. Equal? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a keeper. <laughs> and you lose your big one. <laughs> yeah, and one will have you killed and the other won't figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, that might be it. Is that it? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. I think we had two wrong. No. Uh, wait. Uh, Justin. <laughs> Justin, for you. Justin, who would be a worse travel mate? Amber Heard with no bathroom around or Skeet Reese with no hair gel in sight? <laughs> Dude, I, that whole thing with Amber is just weird, so I'm going to go with her, dude. I, <laughs> Dave, I is that? Not, I would not want her as a travel partner. Dave, correct. No, that's correct. Amber Heard is correct. Amber Heard is correct. Amber Heard urination is correct. No, I did not. She, this was a good she, thing they asked you because I'm clueless. She took a dump in bed as, as like a joke. Oh, so, Bobby, Bobby, despite huh? Johnny Depp, she, she – she squatted over his side of the bed and pinched a loaf on his side of the bed <laughs> like she was a chihuahua. You know what I mean? Wow. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It was in the trial. It was, it was all over the place. That's hardcore. Oh. Yeah. She admitted it. She dropped wow. the loaf. She admitted it right on the <laughs> side of the bed. Wow. What the? F yeah. She I pinched mean, right there. I, I, how do you yeah, get to that point is. in your life where you're like, yeah, I've done everything. You know what I haven't done? <laughs> pinched in the bed. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Dude, when you have everything, I listened to an interview with Jake the Snake Roberts, the old <laughs> wrestler. The when you oh, have everything, everything else is boring, and yeah. only the only the outlandish shit becomes interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> first thing you fucking. Like. <laughs> 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 Jake well, the Snake quote. Yeah, and the Jake the Snake. Uh, guys, thank you. Hold for on. It. Yeah. What? Did you not get my text? No, I didn't get a text. I sent you a text. I didn't, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Look well, just what, what do you got, Brian? Tell, <laughs> tell the man. Well, Dave, talked about it earlier. We've had Bobby on several times, and every time we have Bobby on, we forget to bring this up, that you shared a grass bed with Bobby on the Potomac. Yes. An event that I believe Bobby won. At the mouth Never of the matter woman, yes. Yes. No, mouth of... Um, uh, what's that creek yeah. you drive over 95? Bobby, what you win that ever start? Aquaquan? Aquaquan, yeah, yeah, mouth of Aquaquan. Yeah. Yep. You uh, actually, I won one in Mad Woman and one in Chick. Well, there you go. Well, when <laughs> at, you did really well, maybe like 05, 06 at the mouth of Aquaquan as well, at that island. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That big out in front of Oh, yeah. is that Aquaquan. the one that Clawson won? He won it. Oh, Bobby won it? No, I don't know. Oh, Clawson won that one. Ike, you finished second, and I was third in that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that yeah. year, I caught him uh, in uh, Belmont. Belmont. That's that's what you're talking about. Dave. That's Belmont, where you're Bay. talking about. I yeah. caught him. I caught him in the mouth of right. That's where you're talking about. I caught him in the uh, Belmont. Aquan Belmont, same thing. Oh, uh, okay. Belmont's that one that goes off to the right. Yeah. I okay. mean, that yep. whole area is Belmont. I called Bay. that Aquaquan. But yeah, you were on the winning fine. fish, and you knew I it. I was on the winning fish. I knew it, and I I was poor. I didn't have power poles, and the wind was blowing. <laughs> like, all leading up to practice, there was no wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in the tournament, you but had then, wind. But then I got there, and I couldn't catch any keepers. Everything I was – I probably caught, I don't know, 25 fish. Yeah. But, not, none of the ones I was catching in practice. And wow. The wind was whipping. Okay. And I remember but seeing his wrapped boat. Yeah. Power pulled you know down, I mean? and you were blown past him. Power pulled down. Power down and, uh, Dave was the boat blown past you. Yeah, I was the one drifting. <laughs> the like, thing about that tournament was there was like 40 guys that started there, and the second, not many guys caught them the first day. And the second day, there was like two boats. The third day, there was only me. And then on the final day, it was only me. I mean, that's like going to the monkey box in Okeechobee and having it to yourself for once when it when all the fish are packed in one spot. It was really cool 
uh, the way that thing worked out. Yeah, but awesome. yeah, it did. <laughs> so glad it worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the reasons Dave decided not to continue on with his quests in professional fishing. So you changed his life for the better, I think, Dave. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, who would want to fish every day? Yeah, who, wants, who, would, who, would who wanna wants to be a gypsy with the hookers and the bugs and all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, who would want to have bed bugs and right. travel the country exactly. and exactly. see beautiful yeah. sunrises every Sign day? Autographs yeah, and make and millions of dollars and catch fish. Who wants to do that for yeah. a living? It's terrible. Boo. Uh, guys, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for playing along, too, with that uh, ridiculous dumb skit we just we just threw at you. <laughs> you made uh, me do that skit. I no, was minding I my I business. Uh, I know. I know I did make it because it's funny. It is funny. Um Good luck at Lake of the Ozarks this week, guys. Uh, your different groups will be watching. Uh, Justin, you only got to move up one spot from the last two events, so That's you're it. good there. Bobby, you yeah. don't need you don't need to do anything else for like five years. I, I hope you win another one, but you're you're good for like five years. Yeah, you so had enough. You had you're enough. You're covered. Take it easy. Uh, All right, and, and we are gonna this from this podcast on, Mike. Checks through the end of the year on the elites. Yes. Yes, thank you. I need I need that support. That's two top tens and all checks. All right, I'm into that. Mike needs these checks like we need Biden. (laughs) (laughs) You got enough checks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I was going back to the bed bugs, I guess. Yeah, I'll take some bed bugs in the face over that dude. (laughs) There you have it, everybody. Bobby Lane, Justin Lucas. Oh my god. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you so much. Good luck this week. Good luck tomorrow, Bobby. Thanks, Justin. That's awesome. Good guests. Good guests. Good guests. Brian Carpenter, good job. I like when we get the double guests like that. It's it's rare, though. It's unique. And they're on scene. Yeah, we always don't have two high-profile guys together like that. So that was really nice. There's no MMA podcast to get two guys in a fight camp. Right. Sitting there live, yapping it up. Isn't that true? Winners. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Both fishing really good this year. Both Love really it. good guys. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, what was that laugh for? It's <laughs> <I'm> everything. Uh, <laughs> I was just reflecting on what just happened. I can't get, I can't get the visual of uh, tur- uh, Amber Heard's turd uh, sitting in no, the bed. No, she's not hot head. anymore, dude. She's not hot. <laughs> it completely cured the hotness. No one, she like, I don't even know who she is. It. Was she an Olympic athlete? No, Amber Heard was. She wasn't like, like a swimmer. Or something? An old school MMA movie. She was like the hot blonde in the MMA movie. She wound up with Johnny Depp. I don't know who it is. Crushed his hundreds of millions. Helped him squander it. <laughs> Pooped on his bed. Beat him up. Yeah, beat him up. Like, beat him did up. all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. Uh, I mean, I was Team Johnny Depp from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Huh. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Captain Jack. He is. He's a great actor. Captain Jack. Man. Pinched the loaf right in his bed. Uh, right on his side. He, dude, explained it on the stand. Wow. That's how I learned about it. Did he, tell, did, he, did he explain what kind of loaf it was? No, he didn't explain the, the, the consistency of the texture or okay. anything like that. But All right. All right. Well, I he know, said it was clearly a human one, not, not an animal one, he said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it must have had something like that. It had human profile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how does it, so, so that whole thing's public? What's the distraction for? It's uh, Jazane Maxwell. So... Ghislaine Maxwell was Jeffrey Epstein's assistant. Oh, you know what? She helped procure (laughs) the young women. Her trial went completely unmentioned all the time, and this one front and center the entire time. That's all. Wow. I'm gonna get. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Let's move on before I get screamed at. All right. Yeah, we're gonna get screamed at. Who cares? Um, (laughs) Brian, that was great segment. Um, I think we should take a break. Listen to me. Yo, we, we got we got some good stuff coming up. We do. I we know got we Power do. Bay Paul. I got a surprise for you okay. guys. All right. All right. Gonna listen like to it. listen to me. You heard it from Brian. Hang in there. It was a great segment, but we got something better coming for you. A couple surprise things. Power Bay Paul. Just that in the third. Hang in there. When we come back, more Ike Life. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes, but they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. 
and that really that became our focus you yeah. know is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas yeah. you know urban areas city centers where the population's high and and let these kids have the experience you know it, it, it's amazing I mean some of the experiences we've had whether it's Central Park in New York City here in Camden other parts of the country even just casting yeah it's unbelievable to see it isn't it yes it's unbelievable yes and, and uh, you know you see these kids have this experience they've never had and they light up you know the big thing I think for the Ike Foundation is we're not we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers yeah. be great if some of them did but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so much so many other positive things the outdoors nature conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology um, you know all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way we're trying to help with that so it's, it's important it's important for us yeah. we're proud of it Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus and he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. At Founders Brewing, we asked ourselves, what if we brewed a beer perfect for any occasion? A beer that makes a weekday feel more like the weekend. And the weekend feel more like an adventure. What if we brewed a beer that brought us together and allowed us to be ourselves? A beer that is just as much of a companion as it is a reward at the end of the journey. What if we explored the unknown together and found a new way? What if we celebrated taste and flavor and life's simple pleasures? And what if we brewed a beer that could go where you go without slowing you down? What if? Founders All Day IPA. Low ABV and full flavor that goes where you go. Chase your what if. All right, Brian. Uh, Torquedo today. We've got the Ike Live Tiny Boat out. I want to tell you, this is not just for electric-only reservoirs. It's for other things as well. Today is a great example. Where are we? What are we going to take this thing through today? The Upper Susquehanna. Upper Susquehanna River. That's right. Current, rock, Lots nasty bottom, yep. and we're going to use the Torquedo. Everybody else running jet drives. We've got the rock guard on the Torquedo. We're going to some small spots. Yeah. Get in there. We're going to make it happen. There you go. Let's go. Shallow water, Beep. speed, strength, power. Come on. Let's Consistency. Go. 